Yes, it's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. Howdy, folks. I'm Sleazy B. Martini, entrepreneur extraordinaire. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. This is Curtis Armstrong, and you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time. The dangling thumb. And you're listening to Quality Time Broadcast. And they paid me pretty good show and i'm i'll share a little bit from that uh welcome to quality time as i hold back a sneeze uh my name is eric woodworth welcome once again we've done it we're here uh i'm joined you know what i'm going out of order because she's here and she's ready to rock and roll the very lovely the very talented miss ashley pontius joins us once again hi ashley oh hi daddy how are you happy halloween Happy Halloween. I, I'm not in costume. I'll do that later. But this is just the most magical time of year. Hell yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, I'm also joined by my blood, my brother, Jeremy P., uh, live from Persephone, New Jersey. Jeremy, how are you, sir? I don't know who the hell you're talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. Is, is it Burt Reynolds? Is that who's here? No, this is me, Scott Reardon. Oh, and, uh, Scott you know, Reardon. I, I don't appreciate uh, you know your songs. And you're you're crappy now, you know, dissing me on ninety eight rock. Uh uh, you know, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna st- I'm not gonna stay in the rest of this podcast. I'm gone. See you later. All right. Well, you we had a good run with Scott Reardon there. Uh shout outs. It was good to have you on the program for seconds. Um which Dude, was, uh, does that, was that just Scott Reardon that walked out? That wow. was just him, yeah. That was crazy. Um, I, so Jeremy, I, I am coming off of a hell of a week, um, where I obviously get to be on 98 rock is very nice. Jeremy, uh, can I get, I want to say first the biggest compliment I got and then the biggest offhanded thing I got first and foremost, Jeremy, uh, Justin came up to me, uh, and this is actually more of a compliment to you, sir. He said, I wish my brother loved me as much as Jeremy loves you. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. <laughs> and so that was a very big compliment because you do you show me a lot of love my sweet brother and i appreciate you and i don't know if i say that enough but i do so um like that one time that one time you didn't have a meal and i decided to uh give you some of my man juice in your mouth yeah i kept you, i kept you alive for that hour oh yeah it was a real barbarian kind of situation um anyway i hope we can, <laughs> i hope i hope we got like a lot of new uh, 98 rock listeners listening yeah i think they'll be tuning in i met a couple but uh now now for the most offhanded compliment i got ashley uh <laughs> get a load of this so uh my daughter yesterday uh, said I was like she was like yeah my friends heard you on the radio and I listened I was like oh did you did you like it she was like I like yeah you were you're pretty good she goes and she leans in <laughs> she leans into me she goes hey um do do you think you could get on mix one hundred six point five 
<laughs> so to get on her radar, I have to now to be a good dad, I have to get on Mix 106.5. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I, I tuned in because I love you, but had it been the Eagle 106.9, <laughs> the Eagle would have sold me. <laughs> so, hey, 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 Eric, Eric, yeah. I, I got, I got. If there's any chance of you getting on 92Q, ooh, let me know. 92Q. Hey, what's going on? It's Big Daddy Fleeve here on 92Q Jams. I got a, I got a thing for Huggy Lowdown. Huggy Lowdown. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Eric, you were great, but like, you're no Delilah. Yeah. <laughs> Who is? <laughs> Who is? Oh shit! Yeah. So no, it was good. It was a good week, and uh, I, I had uh, the murder mystery last night. Uh, well, I had one at the DC Improv earlier in the week. Went great. Sold out the first show to Magoobies. And second show, eh, not a sellout, but a good full up to the second tier of people. So solid. It's hard to sell um, uh, sell out two shows at Magoobies back to back. We're not there yet, but it was it was still good. It was exciting. But I'm getting my attaboys at the end of the show, okay? Now, uh, I do get a certain level of undress in this one. Um, I'm in whitey tighties currently uh, with just a jacket on. Real Winnie the Pooh situation. Everybody's being very friendly. Daps around. Big motherfucker walks out. He goes. <laughs> he shakes, shakes Tommy's, Justin's, everybody's hand. Gets to me. He's like, nah, not after what you did. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, I was just like, I was like, come on, buddy. And so I opened up for hug at that point because I was like, oh, he doesn't like something I did. Let's turn this up. So I go, let's go hug. He's just like, nah, man. He looks me dead in the eye. He was just like, you touch me. We're fighting. And I was just like, I was like, sir, I'll get, we'll, I'll get fully nude and we'll wrestle out in the parking lot if that's what you want to do. And then he muttered something under his breath, which I could only imagine is a slur for a gay person. And then walked out the door. <laughs> I didn't hear it exactly, but <laughs> but Eric, you know what they say about people like that? You know, he's gonna go find those Jeff Hancock photos of you, and he's rubbing one out to your pasty chicken legs. I believe that to be true for sure. Yep. So, uh, so no, it, but it was a good show overall, except for the one guy who said he wanted to fight me and then when i offered naked wrestling bitched out so uh <laughs> you know hey if you're homophobic i'll triple down on it let's go baby <laughs> we will make you extra homophobic oh so. yeah you know what's on the only thing gayer than being homophobic wrestling a fully nude man in a parking lot right after that <laughs> So uh, I, had a, I, I, took, I, I I learned something from you. Very important that with my first hater at the last monster mania show with the girl that came up in my face and said, you have no empathy for the victims. I realized at that moment, cause I was taken aback that I really should have offered a hug. You know, like, Hey, stay, why don't you just relax? I want to take some pictures of you. That's it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't understand either of you boys' strategy. I always sleep with people that hate me. So I don't. <laughs> but it was a good. It was a good week for me. I'm moving the show right along here. Ashley, big developments in the Ashley Pontius world. Um, we, there's a. There's a. I don't know if I should say it, but uh, I, I can edit it out. There's a vehicle perhaps on the way, and a new job yes. that you started this week. At, tell us all about it. 
yeah so fingers crossed nothing goes wrong with the car but i did finally get a car it's supposed to be here next monday so hopefully that goes well um thank you for everybody who reached out about that um so the new job so <laughs> wild um truly fascinating i i ended up calling my dad yesterday to recap my week at this company and i said you know, I love the movie Idiocracy. I just never thought I'd be starring in the sequel. Um, <laughs> okay. So you're saying your uh, your your peers, your coworkers are maybe not what we would call the best and brightest. I have never seen anything like this in my life. Um we have 3 days of required training. The very first day, um within an hour, there are people at my table asleep next to me, like head down asleep in Ooh, the class. I'm yeah, like, cuz that's when the opioids really peak. <laughs> you're not wrong um, yeah. <laughs> so so i i see that and i think wow that's just gross like bad behavior okay whatever then there are full-on phone calls happening over the next three days i mean like we're in class in these mm -hmm. training sessions phones are going off so they are not on silent there is a crackhead that i've already told eric about privately yeah. that Gets a phone call about her child. Okay. Understandable. You should, like, Eric, you're a parent. Yeah. If you get a call about your kid, you probably, I don't know, go outside, have a private phone call to see if your kid's okay. Right? Generally speaking, it's not, you don't know what the information could be. It's, it's, yeah. It should be private. You don't, you don't stand up in a work meeting where everyone can hear you and take the call and put it on speaker do you <laughs> these are all choices i probably wouldn't have made for sure yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i'm just staring at this girl and at no point does she blink at no point is she like this is weird weird behavior and even the but the instructor you think you'd look at the instructor and be like are you gonna do something mm -hmm. but that man has wanted to die for like five years and hates his life there's no Ugh. light left in, in this man's face <laughs> what do you do? um but so there was another man in class and i'm trying to wrap this up but you don't need to hear every okay. detail but there's another man in class who the very first day i overhear him behind me go i don't have a bank account because i don't believe in that material shit lose me with <laughs> lose me with that rat race <laughs> and i <laughs> I had to go hide behind the trash can <laughs> by myself because I was like, what is happening? And then I did, I did get a talking to. Yeah, I don't I, trust those banks. That's the that's the place where they keep all of Kanye's money, if you know what I'm talking about. That's who controls it. <laughs> I got you. I did get a talking to the last day <laughs> because we were in class and one of them starts, one of my classmates starts speaking, saying the dumbest shit I've ever heard. And I start uncontrollably <laughs> laughing in the class. And they're like, what? And she's like, what's so funny? And I was like, I think I died last Memorial Day and God is just using me like a Sims character and making me do these weird side quests. <laughs> because I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> So the, so, so the job's I mean, going good. Okay. Uh. It's, <laughs> man, I just, I think the only thing that's keeping me moving forward, I mean, yes, good things have been happening. I do think the only thing that's moving me forward is I no longer believe that any of this is real. So I feel great. Like nothing that's happening to me is real anymore. So I feel good. 
All right, that's these. These are welcome to Red Flags and Quality Time. Um, <laughs> Ashley has put up multiple of them in the last couple of minutes. Uh, we will be doing the three hundred and tenth episode as a wellness check only episode. Um, <laughs> and, I'm not uh, real. You can't check on me. Oh yeah, you're one step away from becoming that fentanyl riddled mother that's applying at your job. <laughs> <laughs> oh man no it's good well i'm excited that the 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 new jobs uh hopefully working out and uh the new car that's going to be dropped off at, at any day now so um what are what's the first thing you're going to do when the new wheels get dropped off what are you going to do you know uh, where are you going to go? go find a new job <laughs> <laughs> um i don't i don't know um go buy go buy go buy drugs hell yeah <laughs> <Probably>. hell yeah <laughs> Turn up, turn up. Jeremy, you might have seen a, a bit of, uh, you're, you're in uh, Chiller Theater, right? In Persephone, New Jersey. Yes? Yeah, and I guess this is an exclusive. I, I don't like bad news getting out about these things. I really don't. Because you really you 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 treat these things with a, a higher regard than you treat anything. You treat it, you treat Chiller Theater better than you treat the house that you live in. Well, definitely. And even my wife. I mean, I treat her like crap. She's just like, why do I even feed you? Why are you in this house? Who are you? Why are you bald? I'm like, uh, I don't know. It's whatever. Oh, so anyway, yeah. Oh, Chiller. Yeah, I really, I really love Chiller. And, and they've had bombs threats the last couple of years where we hang out in the parking lot and I get to talk to celebrities in a parking lot. Oh, okay. There's nothing like sitting there while the fire department shows up and you just get that real nice one-on-one with Anthony Michael Hall when you talk about, uh, hey, bomb threats end tonight. It, it was actually Alan Holworth, the uh, the guy who did the soundtrack to Halloween last time. Oh, okay. Very nice. I, I also talk to celebrities and... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, we're back. That joke was edited for tasteful purposes of homeless people everywhere. Um, there was <laughs> Ashley dropped a nuke, and out of respect for the uh, for the housing impaired, we have uh, we've retracted that last joke uh, from the record. Now, Jeremy, um, this year no bomb threat though, but an act of violence. Uh, I I did not see it, but I talked to the uh, the guy who literally it pretty much happened to uh, the <clears throat> apparently some little kid uh, gets his phone taken away from one of these vendors or something and uh, won't give it back. I don't know if it, it was like a trying to see stupid cars behind a tent or something. I don't know. Anyway, I'm, I'm just guessing on that. I don't know. All I know is the guy hold, holds the phone. And the father asked to give the give the phone back. Guy says no, screw off. Apparently, he jumps a table and and, and attacks him. And I think somewhere a security guard uh, tried to deal with the thing and got stabbed. Oh, so. now was he stabbed by the attacker or the attackee uh, or yeah, the person being attacked? Yeah, I'm not going to conjecture on that because I don't know for sure. All I know is a security guard got stabbed in the chest and had to go to the hospital. So. Oh, well, that's that's not a fun day at Persephone, New Jersey, for sure. And You know, you're just out there. You're just a peaceful, fun-loving, rapist clown, 
and <laughs> this shit happens. I mean, that's a little ridiculous, Jeremy. So another another little bit of drama, and and this is another sad one. I already told you about was uh, my my friend, uh, my special lady friend <laughs> named Amy Amy Vampy, who pretty much looks like our sister Rachel, but a little bit shorter and a larger chest. Okay. <laughs> There we go. I like I like the stats that you're giving here. I like that you're, I like that you're talking about our sister's bus size. Well, you know what our sister needs bigger boobs. <laughs> so, so anyway, she she decided to uh, uh, get a picture with uh, Tom Atkins, the uh, lead of the movie Halloween Three. And, and apparently he was not only standoffish coming to and from his uh, his uh, table. Apparently she's like, hey, can I get a promo for my, my TV show? And apparently he exploded on her to the point of yelling at her full volume. Yeah, And, uh, and she's like, are you kidding me? Hey, did, when she walked up, did she like have a little recorder? And he said, stop it. Stop it! Stop it! Turn it off! Stop it! 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 Was that what he what he did? Because that's that's all the promo I'd ever need. All she all she had was like two giant cue cards of a pumpkin flashing on and off. I don't know. Set him off apparently. So. Stop it! Stop it! That's disappointing, though. So Tom Atkins is—it was being an asshole and didn't want to do it. I want to—I want to believe that you know. Listen, I give—I think I give celebrities who are getting older in their years a little bit, a little bit, because I think we all grow into crotchety old people. Uh, You know, Tom Atkins—he didn't think when he was, you know, making The Fog or you know uh, any of these movies. Uh, Halloween three that he would be in 2022 at a convention where somebody got stabbed that day. Like he didn't, he didn't see his career getting there. And then the 10th person who wants a shout out for their fucking podcast, uh, comes up and it's just, that's the straw that breaks the camel's back, uh, that day. Um, but still, you know, it's, it's a sad story. I don't like to see, uh, people that I really enjoy, uh, acting behave in that manner so uh that is uh i'm more disappointed than anything else i'm not sad i'm just disappointed um my 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 favorite celebrity of the day had to be uh phoebe cates and kevin klein's son owen so who who just he just came out with a new film called funny pages and was very nice and actually like some dark humor in himself because when i start mentioning other celebrity kids he's like oh i could kill him (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> wish that motherfucker would try to steal my cell phone <laughs> <laughs> so he's 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 a bright and up and comer and uh, uh i could only afford to get my picture with deep deep roy otherwise known as the the only loompa oompa loompa and of course uh do, do you want to play the uh the uh, the new soundbite from Mike Starr. Oh yeah, so Jeremy did get an interview with Mike Starr. Uh, do you know who Mike Starr is, uh, Ashley? Um, I do now because when Eric mentioned the possibility of this yesterday, 
I said, wow, that's amazing. Jeremy's going to meet the basis from Alice in Chains. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. So this is the other Mike Starr, uh, star of, uh, of uh, I think he's most, probably most famously known in the movie um, uh, Dumb and Dumber as the main goon who punches the guy through the thing. And uh, you want to hear the most annoying side of the word? Guys, guys, guys. He's that guy. But Jeremy and I know him very affectionately as uh, the uh, the Mulligan. giant Mulligan in uh, the movie Cabin Boy, a Chris Elliott classic. So here's a little, uh, little nice little Mulligan interview here. Take one. Hey, this is Mike Starr from Cabin Boy, and uh, I had a rule, by the way, in Dumb and Dumber, where I say, I say you don't kill who you don't know. So. They want me to say, don't listen to these idiots. I don't find them idiots. They're really nice, and I'm interested in their show now. Cabin Boy was uh, quite an experience. <laughs> the cast we had, and, and from that, I got Ed Wood. So uh, it's a funny thing. The producers brought Tim down and whatnot, and all of a sudden, there I was playing Georgie Weiss, the producer. But these guys, uh, what's the name of the show? Quality Time. Quality Time. I want you all listen because they're a little too hard on themselves calling themselves idiots but i understand i understand being a meathead myself so you're my <laughs> favorite <laughs> so kind oh that was nice jeremy so mulligan was uh, a pretty nice 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 fella overall seems like a guy who doesn't turn down a ganoche uh, a genoa salami you know you know he, he he looks like a tough guy but really he has the heart of a danny aiello Oh, that's nice. You know, I I enjoy that. He looks. I I also imagine, and maybe you can confirm this. Is he a giant man uh, that has a tiny dog? I just feel like he has a tiny dog. <laughs> no, he's a, he seems like a tiny dog guy. He's like, this is my little angel, Priscilla. Come here, and I, he carries him around. He wears a purse to carry him around. He's like, call my dog anything but delicious and sweet, and I'll fucking knock your lights out. And he lets her lick full in the mouth. Oh yeah, that's how he feeds him, like her, her like a bird. <laughs> he, he he was wearing a a, a, a pink jumpsuit. And of course, it hit the the, uh, the the dog the dog least was totally bedazzled and had a little little bedazzled suit on the little Pekingese. So you know, you know, people people say that I saved this dog, but this dog really saved me. <laughs> it really is just Martin Short on a leash playing Clifford. Yes, it's Clifford too. <laughs> Clifford the big red hog. <laughs> Oh, you, know, yeah. you know this dog's got papers you know these things don't come cheap <laughs> they don't come cheap baby so uh, oh, Jeremy it sounds like you had an overall great experience down there I'm very excited um, but uh, you know today being Halloween and is the last pick of the month and I am I, I'm excited that my movie pick fell to this week because I brought one out of the Woodworth childhood vault for me now this movie probably means nothing to jeremy and i bet you downright offends all of his senses i'll admit that this is a movie that jeremy definitely would never pick like or even watch had he not been forced to do so but we're going over the 1991 i'm gonna say it classic and best in the series Ernest scared stupid uh god damn 
if this movie isn't a gem. As a young boy growing up, there was a couple of movies that I was allowed to watch that were deemed okay by my parents. One of them was Ernest Scared Stupid. I could watch that out in the open. Uh, but it shares another. It shares a lot of qualities with another movie, which is also terrifying that I was somehow allowed to watch, and that's The Gate. This movie is far so scary for such a little kid's movie. Uh, there is gore in it to a certain extent, uh, and and the slapstick uh, hijinks of one Jim Varney. So Ernest Scared Stupid, the cult classic, is here. Um, Jeremy, before we get too far into it, what are your favorite Ernest movies? Uh, this is my first Ernest movie. This is this. These are your only. This is the only Ernest movie you've watched. Oh, if I may, from the great Pinhead, I have such sights to show you. Uh. Um, I'd like to think that this movie, um, <laughs> this <laughs> that this movie makes um uh one of those um. Larry the Cable Guy's movie looked like Gone with the Wind. Oh, (laughs) Larry the Cable Guy. Well, it's funny because Larry the Cable Guy, it really did fill the void that Ernest left behind when he died in like the year 2000. Because look, we had, he was our hillbilly goofball and then uh, we had had just broken in. He was in the Toy Story movies. And if you look at the Larry the Cable Guy, uh, aka Dan Whitney, who is really just a regular guy from the 80s, uh, from the 80s, uh, uh, grew into this other hillbilly that uh then would go on to make a bunch of voiceover work as well being in the car series is mater um which is just you know there always has to be a lovable hillbilly in hollywood and uh currently it's still larry the cable guy but i think theo vaughn is up next so we'll see um ashley is this your first watch of the Ernest scared stupid as well um it, it is. I, I didn't, I was so sad to hear that he had passed away because I, man, I spent years waiting for Ernest Goes to Therapy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, this is, I've always, I've known of Ernest, I've known of the series, um, but this is my first time ever watching any Ernest movie as well. Oh, okay. So a lot of things to go over. I'd like to first uh, just share a couple of fun facts about the movie Ernest. So this is the third movie in the Disney run Ernest verse. Okay. So Ernest has about nine movies that have come out. The first Mm -hmm. three were from Disney and Touchstone Pictures, and that's Ernest Saves Christmas and Ernest Goes to Jail. This is the third one. They signed on for a fourth as well, but this one bombed so fucking hard in the box office that Disney cut ties and every other release went directly to video. Well, so can I be honest, Eric? Can I think I might know why it bombed. Um, a lot of it being Ernest goes to jail should be after this movie because why is this grown man constantly hanging around children? <laughs> <laughs> because he's a lovable idiot and Ernest goes to jail listen if we're being honest he's not in jail he breaks into jail to get somebody else so uh it's listen it's a whole to do um there <laughs> is uh you're not just you don't just get the great Jim Varney who listen 
played this slapstick character till the day he died, uh, but could definitely fuck all of our moms. I mean, he is a handsome piece of cake, if you've ever really looked at the fella. He is. I would actually agree with you. He is terrifyingly fuckable like even when he's being an idiot like you see the muscle tone this guy has and he doesn't have terrible bone structure this is the type of guy that as a woman you're like he may be fucking stupid but if i can put a bag over the personality i'm in yeah i i see where you i see where you're going there um you also get to relive not only a a bunch of Ernest characters and i want to go so you don't just get Ernest in a movie okay you get the many characters that Ernest also plays like the old lady version of Ernest. you get australian or english Ernest, who also is like an outdoorsman like the teddy roosevelt version you also this is the one that always perplexes me uh oh you, you get regular girl like sassy uh trailer park mom Ernest but then there's this one Ernest character that it's just he's wearing flannel it's like red and black flannel and a lumberjack hat and he's just Ernest in a different costume there's no voice change even he's just the exact same person it's like oh yeah I'm lumberjack Ernest now he's just he's literally a walking toy line um, of changes Well, there's that. I might be skipping around a little bit because I'm trying to remember what I have in my notes. But we also see him later in the film continue to take on these characters. And at one point, is it just me or do we see Ernest in brown slash yellow face? There is a there's a tint. There is a tint <laughs> there. Uh, <laughs> there is a tint as he's a hun, right? He he's he's playing Ernest the Hun, and uh, yeah, there's a little bit of darkening around the skin there. Um, <laughs> yeah, because he looks like just a racist uh, legion of doom member um it's, it's really good it's really at, good. at least he look better than john wayne so. yeah oh john wayne's got some real tough ones also can can eric can you clear something up for me sure, i could yeah. have looked into it but I, I chose not to this entire movie is the dog's name Rimshot? <laughs> it is. It, it is Rimshot. Rimshot, the little wonderful dog, played by dog actor Barkley, uh, who was also signed on a four-year, four-movie plan. So when this movie bombed, it also fucked Barkley's career as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why is the dog named Rimshot? Because <laughs> that's how that's how I, I, I bur- he, he he watched him because he saw him conceived. Um, that's. <laughs> I just assumed it was because Ernest was so lonely. He fucks that dog. <laughs> he uses it as his personal fleshlight. Uh, <laughs> oh God! So uh, <laughs> Ernest scared stupid though. Uh, important little side note of this movie is pretty graphic for a. Uh, a kid's movie and I think it has a lot to do with the man who did the special effects which is uh, uh, Charles uh, uh, Chiodo uh, Jeremy do you know who Charles Chiodo is famous for what other movie he did one of the one of the Chiodo brothers that did uh, both um, the killer clowns and Correct. Um, uh, um, um, America America something the the, the, the the brothers the crazy puppets that the uh, that the that the uh, South Park guys did um puppet master 
Yeah, Puppet Master. There yeah. you go. No, so yeah, Charles. America, marionette puppets. There you go. Um, yeah, so uh, Charles Kyoto uh, did the special effects and he actually was the lead on Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And many of the trolls, which number, I believe, in 13 extra trolls that are in this movie, are actually repurposed uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space that they just repainted and used as trolls in this movie. Um, so much so is like when they, um, you know, the how like when the trolls die and they end up being this little pile of whatever it's the exact same effect in uh killer clowns from outer space that they use to melt those guys down so a lot of similarities here and why it's such a creepy kids movie because killer clowns from outer space is actually kind of a kids movie that's really scary as well so uh, a lot of good similarities there but i always thought watching this movie as a child this was the goddamn real sequel to the original troll movie because trolls 2 real bad has nothing to do with (laughs) troll 1 this one feels like an actual sequel uh to the original troll movie and uh Mm -hmm. and i used to legit the main fucking character uh who is uh the main troll who is uh uh Trantor, uh, the double-nosed troll, uh, fucking really does look like the troll from Trolls, just has two noses, equally disgusting, and dare I say, more scary-looking, for sure. Um, um, I, I put it together as soon as I saw Trantor. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, he has two penises on his face. Two penises. He's two two uh, 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 Dan Aykroyds from Nothing But Trouble, just slapped Adam, right Adam, on there. Adam, and of course, this is a house that has a scrapyard around it. So, mm-hmm. so scrapyard and 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 uh, you know Dan Aykroyd penis. Oh, knows. oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Jeremy. Are you calling this a salvage piece? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Similarities. Fuck yeah. So uh, there's also the top billing for this. You do get one other big star apart from the great Jim Varney. You get Eartha Kitt, uh, famous for playing Catwoman on the original Batman series. She's the black one. Um, And... She is. I don't know why you guys are laughing. And also, the third biggest star is Austin Nagler, who is the little boy in this, uh, which, listen, he... uh, there's a scene in this and I know we're jumping around uh, where uh, there's a kissing scene in this movie um, with Austin Nagler. Um, apparently this scene uh, when his friends saw it, he was teased so badly that he gave up on acting and never did another movie after this because of this. That's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> really horrible um i'm glad you brought up the eartha kit because eartha kit also did one of my favorite christmas songs which is santa baby oh good point santa baby you know she's in holes sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah tell me about it (laughs) yeah when you're when you're young and you're a kid and you get a model of the earth that's when you get an eartha kit uh, okay. All right. Yes. Woo. I'm going to derail us for a second. I have a note that I don't know why I made it, but I have a note that says, is this Star Wars for retarded people? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I don't know what I was referring to. I like 
<laughs> but I love this movie so much. Uh, I, I remember watching it as a kid. With that great Sean Laskowitz shout out. Uh, uh, the movie starts off. It it launches you right into the earnest verse. Uh, yes, it is a verse. There are nine movies uh, <laughs> oh of God. this uh, of the earnest verse. And uh, wait, Eric, are you telling me? <laughs> are you telling me that this is the Medea of <laughs> white entertainment? No. Medina, Medina, Medea is the earnest for black people. That is, you got it twisted, girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> earnest was first. He he capitalized on on the lowest common denominator way before fucking Tyler Perry even was shitting out a, a lerd. <laughs> but it's such a shame. We, if he wouldn't have died, we could have had Ernest family reunion. Ernest gets divorced. Uh-huh. Ernest child support. <laughs> Ernest has a gay brother. Um, <laughs> that's no. I I listen. I was watching this yesterday, and um, number one, my two takeaways, real quick. I know we're jumping around a little bit. Um, number one, um, fuck dances with wolves because it totally snubbed. <laughs> this Ernest Scared Stupid for best movie of the year uh, in 1991. Uh, I have watched this movie a hundred times more than I've ever watched Dances with Fucking Wolves. Um, And then secondly, if I had a genie and I could just start making wishes, um, I would first reanimate Jim Varney. My second wish would be to get a director that will then uh, uh, then produce my movie, which is my third, is to make this movie happen. It is a National Treasure sequel where Pee Wee Herman and Ernest Jim Varney go on an adventure to steal something from the White House. And I don't know what it's called, but it's the only thing I want to see. Cool. Well, Eric, I have the title for you. It's yeah. Ernest Goes to Washington. Ernest Goes to Washington. But you have to have a peewee element in there because they're equal They're equal opposites to each other. And there's a lot of, listen, there's a lot of similarities between a peewee and an Ernest, Ernest Worrell, okay? Number one, yeah. they fuck kids in movies. Um, no, they, I, I like that they both are somehow geniuses at making contraptions out of household items as as the opening of this movie shows he makes a trash can cleaner that it's not practical he ends up getting trapped inside of the back of the fucking dump truck and almost gets crushed in a star wars like fashion while he's yelling at his dog who is the only one that knows how to operate machinery at all well, Eric, you just reminded me of why I made that note. Mm-hmm. It's him. In the tra- it's him in the back of the trash. That's now why I made the note. Is this Star Wars for retarded people? That's why. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I couldn't remember. Uh, but what you're also telling me is that it's MacGyver. He is MacGyver for the mentally challenged. Yes, <laughs> mentally. Uh, oh man, there's a. I tried to make a pun there, and then he gave up. But he. Uh, isn't this also the birthplace of red and green? Red and green. Red green? Yeah. I know who that is. Uh that's Canadian though, right? Is it? Pretty sure red green is Canadian. Well, they don't sound Canadian. Uh, um, I like red green. 
Are we talking about the same thing with the old guy that fixes things with uh, duct tape? Yeah, I'm a man. I can change if I have to. I guess. <laughs> I've never, I've never watched uh, Red Green. So oh, we'll talk I'm about sorry. it later. I don't. I'm out of this. Please. We'll talk about it. Okay. It's like it's like Jim Varney, but just not as funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> not for children. <laughs> So the story goes as uh, Trantor, uh, who's played by Jonas uh, Mos uh, Cartolo. Uh, but J- uh, Jeremy, is this a, a this? I've never heard you mention this uh, this man of short stature. No, and he, this is probably one of his only one only few roles. But hey. He's now in the in the roster. He's in the roster. He's in the Jeremy Rolodex. Huh? So, uh, uh, Trantor is he's, a, he's he's no Deep Roy. <laughs> that is true. Is a demonic troll who transforms children into wooden dolls to feast upon their energy out on Briarville, uh, Missouri, in the late 1900s. He is captured by the townsfolk and sealed under an oak tree. One of the village elders, uh, for, uh, Phineas Worrell, also played by Jim Varney, an ancestor of Ernest, establishes a seal under the condition that Trantor can only be released on the night before Halloween and by the hands of a whorl. And every generation of whorls would get dumber and dumber and dumber, culminating in Ernest P. Whorl, who, uh, of course, uh, 200 years in the future, is so dumb that... uh, But the thing about Ernest, though, he's such a lovable character. The reason he releases them is because he's trying to build a treehouse to fuck children in and he he finds he's like oh look at this demonic tree the first way we do it is slam a nail into this and then boom all of a sudden it releases the uh the monster you get to meet kenny played by austin nagler elizabeth and then joey they construct this tree house and unknowingly uh let loose the demon uh the uh, when the old lady Hackmore, who's played by Eartha Kitt, discovers this, she angrily leaves. When Ernest follows her, he learns the story of Trantor and reports it to the kids. Inadvertently, Ernest releases the troll. Joey is walking home through the trees when he hears something rustling, and the trees. Joey Joey slowly walks out, slips down in a muddy hole, and Trantor grabs the boy by the wrist, turning him into a wooden doll. Uh, so now, now we have... I'm, obvi- I'm obviously old and 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 uh, and and crude now. Am I crude now? What I mean to say is I'm old and curmudgeonly. But had I been 12 years old when when Jim Varney put his hand on the tree and said, uh, and uh, you say the magic words, but what's the chance that that could be this tree? So Ernest then goes off to find Sheriff Bender, uh, who is Kenny's dad, and explains the situation, but they do not believe him. After none of the townsfolk will assist Ernest because they care about the Halloween party, he mounts a one-man and one-dog defense operation in preparation for Trantor's appearance. Meanwhile, Trantor captures a boy on a skateboard for his second victim. Um, And it is. They do a lot of classic, like, hey, what's that sound? Oh, my God, it's the fucking troll again! Shit! Uh... 
And uh, you also get to see these two local men who are part of the uh, the earnest verse. Uh, Tom, uh, played by John Cadenhead, and the tantrum victim. Uh, uh, the Chantrum Bobby Tulip, uh, played by Bill Brin. Uh, hoping to take advantage of Ernest, they sell a variety of fake troll traps to him. One backfires on the mayor's son, and Ernest gets fired from his job as a sanitation worker. He can't even be the garbage man of this small town. Also, another fun note, when you're looking at the cop car that the sheriff is driving, it has a Latin phrase, which I can't repeat now, but when translated, means we know infinitely nothing um <laughs> which i think is a fun little thing shot at the police there so uh Ernest then uh Ernest Kenny and Elizabeth return to Hackmore where they learn the heart of a child and a mother's care are the only defenses against a troll Later that night, Trantor claims Elizabeth is as his third victim. Elizabeth is slowly walking through the woods when uh, a plant vein slowly wraps around her foot. Elizabeth runs to the treehouse and climbs the ladder. When Elizabeth reaches the top, Trantor grabs Elizabeth's ankle, tripping her and starts pulling her back. Elizabeth claws at the floor, trying to get Trantor to let go, but she's turned also into a wooden doll and he keeps taking these wooden dolls and then sticking them back in the tree like oh yes i must put another child in here and they're starting to like kind of bud these weird looking kumquats off of them <laughs> very unseasonal for uh this time of year but not for when it was filmed you might notice that there are no pumpkins or anything because they filmed this in may and couldn't get any um so <laughs> nor could they even try to make it look like it's autumn if you look at it, it's just green out in the city yeah. if you every tree you say it's a well it's the one fun the one thing i want to point out that you brought up eric is that the movie says the the only way to defeat the troll was a heart of a child and a mother's um, love yes a mother's love and the heart of a child what a lot of people don't know is that is the same way you defeat an internet troll because they weren't loved by their mothers oh that's true <laughs> so yeah. Kenny, Kenny and a friend named Greg uh, are walking when uh, Trantor uses Elizabeth's voice to lure Kenny away. Uh, then takes Greg as his fourth victim, despite uh, the parents being upset about their missing children. Mayor Murdoch and Sheriff Cliff Bender still proceed with the Halloween party at the school, and they believe that the missing children they'll just show up. Stop worrying about your missing kids, lady. It's not like a demonic troll is not snatching them up left and right. So, but as the party <laughs> is going underway, Trantor appears in there, uh, and there takes the mayor's oldest son as his fifth and final wooden doll, and. Uh, the ensuing fight between Trantor and Ernest takes place. Trantor uh, turns Ernest's dog Rimshot into a wooden doll himself before being driven off by soft serve ice cream covering Ernest's hands. Yep, that's right. Kenny realizes that a mother's love refers to milk and rallies the uh, troll fighting team. Now, uh, this goes back to when they were reading uh, the book earlier. They said one of his other weaknesses was M. Uh, it, it was the, it's basically the word milk, but it's missing uh, one letter. 
and uh, this is a bit that will pay off here shortly. Uh, back at the treehouse, though, Trantor successfully summons dozens of trolls while Ernest tries to uh, tries and fails. And this is where you see them dropping out of the tree, and a lot of them look like the killer clowns from outer space because they are. They're totally repurposed. All of them look gnarly as hell, though. They're really, like, everyone has, like, a solid design to it. And this motherfucker named Ernest, actually, I think this was actually at the previous scene. He produces a jar of Miak, which only an idiot would think is the word that he's looking for. Now, this is Ashley. This is a major debate in the Ernest verse because they searched okay. and Miak does not exist. It's not a thing. People have tried to make right. it a thing. It's not. But within the Ernest verse, the fans have decided that Miak is actually an Eastern European jam that is used to put on flat breads and is a traditional uh, dish. So in the fake universe, this is the definition of what they've uh, they've given it at this point for Miak. If I'm honest, Miak sounds like something that I do when I can't swallow. <laughs> you Miak. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 Jeremy, do you mind if I clear my throat? I'll just be a second. <laughs> oh, it's Miak! He's full of Miak! No! So, uh, at the treehouse now, everything's dropping off left and right. Uh, I do love the, uh, they, they, I kind of skipped over, but there's a scene where uh, my favorite line of the movie happens, where uh, the troll is chasing Ernest in his truck, and he has to go and do combat with him. And this motherfucker is stabbing a giant knife through, and like Ernest is barely, he's like, oh gosh! And he he gets out to fight this thing. This troll is terrifying. It can run through like wooden fences like a little juggernaut. It's like pretty much indestructible. Uh, He eventually throws a rope at it, though, which is enough to just make him fucking and Mary Catherine Gallagher his ass like through the back of this truck like bro god not a rope the most deadly weapon of all and uh, <laughs> you that's where he, uh, you get to hear the wonderful line uh, eat bumper booger lips and uh, yeah I love I love that I really Which, that really triggered me Eric because that was my nickname in college <laughs> booger lips <laughs> or eat bumper it wasn't my face <laughs> so uh and they actually just then the dog actually does this because he's such rim uh rim shot is such a good dog he puts the car into reverse and then backs up over this they go like 50 miles per hour and i could watch that fucking troll get hit by that car 50 goddamn times never get tired of seeing it every time oh god i'm pretty sure because of mel gibson's love for the road where this is his favorite film (laughs) <laughs> That's it. You know, in the age of trolls, they come back to steal the children and you have to run them over with your hillbilly mobile. I, I really I really wanted uh, uh, the road warrior to have my dog to do special tricks, like actually drive my car for me <laughs> while I'm fighting Wes on the top of my car. <laughs> so... 
So we finally get near the end here. The kids have figured out that milk is the way to stop it. They go, and uh, God, as a child, seeing a super soaker used in a real combat situation, nothing gets me more turgid than the classic Laramie fucking old school green and yellow super soaker. Fill that thing with milk, and all of a sudden we got an arsenal to fight these trolls. Um, Well, two things. One, I... Also, again, I felt very triggered watching this movie because I am also easily defeated by milk. Uh, IBS is a killer. Um, the <laughs> the other thing is, the minute I saw the super soaker, I started to freak out because I was like, I wonder if there's cum and piss in there. <laughs> <laughs> Shout outs, Thomas P. Sibasso. Um this, this, this movie also had an influence on me because... Now I, I, I like to pay women to just shoot them with super soakers full of milk. So Ooh. Uh, yeah. I also like that when the kids show up and they have the weapon now that can defeat the trolls, um, which is milk. Uh, Ernest, who was scared stupid, now literally can't stop doing bits like he. <laughs> He can't stop doing constant character changes. He's made. He's built an entire catapult that shoots yogurt and discards the little canisters like shells. It's the most ridiculous climax to a movie you've ever watched, for sure. And he's just like, you know what? There's a. He, he's like, you know what? The old lady doesn't really do anything. She's in it. We're going to put her in it just so she could be sassy in between. So he's killing trolls, doing bits, can't stop, does a whole fast ride motion chase through a the treehouse where the, the trolls bump into each other. Just every gag you could think of we could do with these fuckers. Well, at one point during that scene, he calls himself, I think while well, he's in some sort of character, he calls himself the great redneck hope. And I was like, that is the name of Eric's next album. <laughs> the great redneck hope. Uh, yeah. If I can only, if I can only secure it before kid rock does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if I can only Ashley, you, you are the white Obama. <laughs> yes. So as Trantor's uh, minions are getting gunned down left and right by children, uh, Trantor escapes beneath the tree where he summons the evil powers, making him invincible, especially to milk. So he basically just becomes full incel. Um, Kenny then unsuccessfully tries to destroy Trantor, who turns Kenny into a wooden doll as well. The rest of the townsfolk are now backing him, uh, backing him up and telling him him uh, to douse Trantor with milk. Ernest shaking, holding the last little bit of milk. Um, Ernest then realizes that the troll children were susceptible to the milk, while Trantor himself was weak against unconditional love. The heart of a child. He takes Trantor, hugs him, then begins dancing with him, picks him up. This thing looked like it weighed a million pounds all movie, like the fucking juggernaut, and lifts him off. He's like, you little cutie, look at you like this, and starts dancing as the mob watches, filling him with as much love as possible and finishing it off with a kiss right on Booger Booger Lips' snot-ridden nose, which causes Trantar... Uh, Trantor to explode instantly uh, because I don't mess with the gay stuff and then that's what actually kills him uh, 
With Trantor's destruction, Ernest is proclaimed hero. All of the wooden dolls are restored, including the ones from the 19th century who just, oh yeah, hey, spoiler alert, your parents are dead. Um, I didn't want to tell you this. Somehow the old lady, because this was 200 years of the past, is just like, oh yeah, I'm your sister, I guess. Um, which doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> Sheriff Cliff Bender apologizes to his son for not believing him and also ruining his acting career. Um, and then it ends with Ernest looking real sad. He's like, nothing in that tree for me, but it is. It's Rimshot. He's also restored. And Rimjob and him are able to fuck as animal and human ought always intended, which brings us to a fucking startling end to the, my childhood favorite movie, Ernest scared stupid. Ashley, what are your famous what are your final takeaways about the fever dream we just experienced here? So I too have kissed some ugly people and made them explode very quickly. Um <laughs> uh, no, this is this is a adorable movie and it makes a lot of sense as to who Eric would become. 30 years later. This is it. Um, I've stolen all my bits from Ernest. I don't watch all of them. Otherwise, why even come to an Eric Woodworth show? Um, <laughs> that That is good. They're all recycled bits. Jeremy, your final thoughts on Ernest Scared Stupid. Uh, one part of the movie did make me laugh. And uh, checking out the, uh, the, the, the ancient book on the, the troll... And of course, they have pictures in the book. And finally, Ernest says, "You got any more pictures? <laughs> you got any pictures? It's a good picture. <laughs> Which it's was, a good one. That, that that was my favorite part of the movie, right there. So, all right, uh, man. Uh, what to say about Ernest Scared Stupid? I did enjoy the hell out of this movie. It's a real nostalgia piece. If you would love to watch it and re-experience it for yourself, or if even it's your first time, it's the best movie to jump into the Ernest verse with. We'll save uh, the camp one, and uh, and Ernest goes to jail for later installments. Though uh, there are great bits in them. Can we say that this movie probably geared towards a twelve-year-old? Or maybe when you're like so high that you're almost falling asleep and going to vomit. I do. Hey, I do remember our father telling me very specifically. He's like, man, I was so sick last night. I was throwing up and I went out and turned on the TV and it was (laughs) Ernest goes to jail. And I remember watching it and just feeling really sad for Ernest during the movie. And that's when I knew I was really sick. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, beautiful movie, Eric. It was an adorable pick. I'm glad you picked something I'd never seen before. Mm. And you know what? It was a. It had more of a plot than Eric making me watch Freddy Got Fingered the other night. Oh, you did. Hey, real quick, before as we're closing this out, Ashley, yes. can you give me your one minute review of Freddy Got Fingered, which I Venmoed you money to. I was like, I don't care what it costs. Find it and rent it, and then report back, please. Um. So. Um, this is really hard, but uh, I'm just gonna be really honest. Um, your dad called me a retarded slut whore. <laughs> I I liked your your favorite take that you said to me. She's like, for years I thought Tom Green was indeed Freddie, but no. <laughs> 
for 20 years, I thought Freddy was the main character. I thought Tom Green was Freddy. And within like 15 minutes, I realized that it's the brother. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening in this movie? Yes, yes. <laughs> so uh, it was, uh, it's, it's a fun watch. Maybe future quality time material. We're not sure at this point. Um, but no, I love that. Um, and last but not least, Jeremy, uh, this is, I know you have not seen this yet, but Ashley and I have, and I'm not going to spoil anything for you. Um, please check out the movie Barbarian, Jeremy. Please, for the love of I God. I it's uh, real scary. It's, uh, Jeremy, <laughs> go into it blind like I did and just enjoy the fucking ride and put it like this. There ain't no Miak in this one, uh, but... <laughs> well, I have seen Conan the Destroyer, but I haven't seen Conan the Barbarian. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Hey, uh, so shout outs to that. If you'd like to watch Ernest Scared Stupid, it is free on YouTube with ads. So if you could go and watch it today and enjoy yourself and have a happy Halloween. Ashley, where can people find you at? Uh, you can always find me online at Ashley Pontius Laughs or on the horror side of my page, which is Slash and Gash DMV. You can catch me performing in York, PA this Thursday, November 4th. Oh, fuck yeah. York, PA. Go and check that shit out. We all love Ashley Pontius Laughs. Uh, you can catch all things Eric Comedy at ericcomedy.com. Eric with a K, comedy with a C. Uh, I have some good November shows up in the mix coming up. We uh, uh, back up in Waynesboro in your neck of the woods with uh, the great Umar Khan as well as some other stuff. So check out my socials. Jeremy, take us out of here, brother. We salute you, hey, Vern guy. It's rolling right now. There you go. Can can you either add a, a promo at, at the beginning or right now where you play the uh, the uh, the rape song they wouldn't play on ninety eight rock about the the ATMs Jeremy, for our, our new fans? Jeremy, it's right here, brother. Of course, of course, I'm gonna play the song that you didn't get played on ninety eight rock because you can't resist putting the word rape in a song. Yeah, I'm, why wouldn't well, I do I'm that? I'm a big Nir- Nirvana, Nirvana. You know that new band that er- the kids are listening to with. Uh, you know, Kirk Kilbane. Well, and, uh, I will say it's not a song about rape, but you can't resist putting the word uh, rape when describing a dead ATM. So, yeah, of course, I'm going to, Jeremy, it'll be at the end here. I feel I feel for ATMs, especially ones that are stolen. All right, well, fuck it. Here's Jeremy's song. Lighter. It's that time of year In old Baltimore It's quiet, it's dark On Longwood Street This is where they're left To rust Robbed of cash, yeah. Never to charge 250 fees again. It's an ATM graveyard. <laughs> Robbed from a 7-Eleven. They just love Stealing ATMs, yeah. 
Ha, 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 ha. 